Hello and welcome to another episode of The Punt Return Week 12. We're at week 12 already. Thanksgiving is among us and uh, I'm thankful for Daryl from Stats Insider, D3, <laughs> Daryl Data, joining us on the show again. How you going, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, early start this week, a bunch of games Thursday night, so... Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I always love Thanksgiving. I know it is an early start. I think 4.30 uh, sort of Eastern Standard Time here, uh, or Daylight Savings, depending where you are. But uh, yeah, it's always an early start. But three back-to-back games, always very exciting. Um, and they're all divisional games as well, which is which is fantastic. And we get a little bit of Colt McCoy uh, action as well. So that's always, uh, that's always great for uh, Thanksgiving. Going to throw your sleep schedule out twice in four days. Yeah, not great, not <laughs> great. Uh, I mean, 4.30 is not too bad but i mean it's only bears and lions and so maybe we can give that one a miss but um you know as someone that likes to watch every single game um then uh you know i'll, I'll be up for it anyway but uh week 11 um from an entertainment perspective i think was one of the best weekends in football in a very very long time 11 games decided by uh five points or less uh 10 of them of those uh of those games four points or less um which is insane the only blowouts was Andrew Luck moving to 10-0 against the Titans and the Saints destroying the Super Bowl champions 48-7 in what was the worst loss by a defending Super Bowl team in NFL history. So every, every other game came down to final drive and final few minutes. So it's quite incredible, really. Um, but from a betting perspective, it, be, it can be quite frustrating um, when you look at all these close games because it just makes you hold on to your ticket till the very end. Yeah, I mean, there was some. I mean, it was a good week, as you say. It finished yeah. obviously with that barnstorming oh, um, game. I didn't even mention that. That was <laughs> is that the, one of the best games? And like for me, a regular season, I think that's the best game I've ever I can remember watching in, in NFL. It reminded me of Manning and Romo about five years ago. I think that was fifty-one to forty-eight, and that was sensational. But this was uh, it lived up to the hype and, and exceeded it. Yeah, it was one of those games we had on in the kind of the corner of the office and. I usually watch by sort of listening for the commentator to get excited and then yeah. turning around when he's excited. And my head was turning around quite a lot during that one. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, I saw some tweets as well. Like, it would have been a great game if you were on Betfair, I think, just trading it because it would have just yeah. ebbed and flow. You could have found yourself in an absolute win-win position very, very easily. But, uh, yeah, well, let's talk Week 11 results. Uh, lock of the week, back on track. Um, it's no coincidence you're back on the show. We're back on track. Jaguars plus six. I think, I honestly think that we're like 80% when all three of us have the same play. I think when, we should call that like an ultra lock or something. I don't know, it's different. When all three of us are on the same page, I feel like it's a, a pretty safe bet. When there's someone have to, you know, get their arm pulled or, or you know, nudged a little bit in that direction, we don't go as well. But uh, Jags plus six, they nearly won outright as well, but uh, that was comfortable pretty much till the very end. Yeah, um, certainly a good pick. One of those ones where, you probably had to get the early price. I think we officially ended up on our results as a push because uh, the line came into plus four yep. um, a few minutes or a, few, a while before the start of the game. So we had one that showed the value of the early bet and a good game, um, easy easy cover really at plus six. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you're right. It came into it got to three and a half, then bounced back out to four. Um, I think it started plus four across the board. But apart from the Jags plus six, uh, the model had a, had a pretty good week. Yeah, again, uh, a lot of the early ones did really well. So obviously we had Detroit, um, which won and Moneyline. Yep. Um, Jags, as we've said, officially a push. Um, the Rams bet was also officially a push. Yep. So I think it was officially one and one versus closing lines. Yep. But then, as we said with the early ones on the pod, Washington 
plus three and a half was around for Arizona, um, minus three, minus four. Um, Saints was an orange play, yep. um, which I did end up just about managing to get on. Personally, oh, there you go, there you good. go. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to make that, yeah, because I, well, Arizona lost, but they were minus yeah. three, minus four early in the week, which was kind of an orange play, but it ended up being minus five and a half. So that that would have been a non-play, I'm, I'm guessing, for the model, as it would have backed away when that that number crept up. Yeah, by the end of the week, it was a non-play, and in terms of kind of the way I measure things and the way I analyze things, if we're picking something at minus three, minus four, and it ends up at minus five and a half, yep. I probably class that as a win to some extent, yep. um, regardless of the end result. Yeah, definitely. You, you beat the closing line. Generally, you know, that's, that's you know, a good result. Uh, and then, obviously, college football as well, uh, a pretty good week for, for the model. Yeah, I mean, sides were kind of four and six on the orange ones. Um, one and oh on the greens, who are now 58 to 71 overall on the orange sides, but, yep. um, the greens are 11 and six, which kind of puts you at like 24% profit overall. The green totals are 12 and four. They were three and oh last week. So 43% profit on turnover, 75% strike rate on those. Um, overall 108 and 80, so 16% profit. Yeah, I think there was an orange, uh, uh, college total yesterday in the Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois game, which I was looking at for my college article, but I couldn't get it up in time, but that ended up uh, winning as well. So that was a good result to sort of start the week when we have some Wednesday football. It's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Woot finished 3 1 and 1 on his plays last week. Jags plus 6 is. Obviously, uh, Indy minus two, and then he had over 63.5 um, in that KC Rams game, which, uh, uh, you know, lobbed quite easily. Um, and he had the Rams minus three, which was a push, and Arizona minus four was his uh, lone loss there. So, pretty good week for Woot. Uh, I went three, three and one. Um, I ended up having seven plays on the week. Atlanta minus three was a loss. Um, they failed to score 20 at home, which was surprising. Um, over 51 in Carolina, Detroit, as the Panthers also failed to score 20 points. Um, and then uh, the Raiders' last-second field goal pushed the total over for me, unfortunately. Uh, but then Tampa Bay ha- had a push, um, a very lucky push there, uh, albeit. And then, uh, obviously, the Redskins plus 3.5 over 51 in Tampa and New York. Um, hopefully, people didn't read my articles last week, didn't go too well. I, I only want you to read them when they go well. Um, <laughs> so, But, yeah, 1-4 and four in the NFL article. Although, if you did wait on the Tampa price, you could have got the 3.5 or the 3, and it would have been a push. Um, and then college was two and three after them. Um, I was thinking one and four, but Hawaii had a miraculous cover in the fourth quarter. I, I could not believe it. Um, so, you know, sometimes it works in, 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 in the other way where you get an absolute blessing. So, uh, the NFL article for this week's already up on site and the college one will be up on Stats Insider tomorrow. Check that out. Uh, let's get into some week 12 action, but first a word from our sponsors. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly. Okay, week 12. Uh, the Chiefs and Rams have a well-earned buy. I think they definitely deserved it after that uh, <laughs> performance, um, although they were expecting to sort of come back from Mexico. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, Mexico really missed out there. Uh, you know, hopefully Shakira was worth it, you guys. Um, cause, uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, no good. But, uh, yeah, so they've got the buy, so there won't be as much scoring this week, but still three Thanksgiving games, as we said at the top of the show. Chicago minus three at Detroit, totals 43 and a half. Trubisky now ruled out, or at least trending that way. He's doubtful, and they signed another backup quarterback. 
uh, to be the backup for Chase Daniels. So it's pretty likely that Trubisky is out. Um, chances are, if you're listening this to this on Friday morning, this game's already over. But um, hopefully you're listening <laughs> to this tonight. We'll get this up straight away. Um, but I, I like this play at plus four. But now that's gone off the back of the Trubisky news. The Lions, as home dogs, have been generally pretty good money this season, winning outright against the Pats and the Panthers. But uh, I'm probably going to pull out on this one. I don't think the difference between Trubisky and Chase Daniel is that much. So I'm just going to um, completely withdraw uh, from this one altogether. Yeah, I mean, Chase Daniels is obviously interesting from a DFS perspective if you've got a four-round contest. But yep. um, from a betting perspective, I don't have a lot of interest in this. I think we make this 23-21 bears. So, as you say, plus four might have been interesting, but nothing at current prices. Yeah, no, no thanks. Um, and they only played each other just two weeks ago as well, and Chicago made mincemeat of Detroit on their on the offensive line. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of takeaway from that game. Uh, Washington at Dallas is the second Thanksgiving game. Uh, Dallas with the surprising road victory against the Falcons last week, and now flat seven. This opened at eight and a half, now back into seven at flat seven. You can still get seven and a half some places. Totals forty and a half. Uh, talking about difference between quarterbacks, Alex Smith out with that gruesome uh, broken leg. Uh, that was disgusting. Um, but uh, Colt, Colt McCoy now at quarterback. I don't know how much of a difference there really is um, between Alex Smith and Colt McCoy. Obviously, when you look at their careers. Yes, um, but Alex Smith hasn't been having a great season this um, this year, so I'm not really sure there is too much of a difference. I really like this early on in the week at eight and a half. I just couldn't get on quick enough and missed the missed it altogether. Um, if this gets under a touchdown, I think I'll be all over Dallas. Um, but at this point, I think the line's just about right, and I won't be touching this game either. Yeah, it's a pass for us as well. Um, twenty six eighteen Dallas. We have this at the moment, pretty much in line with the market. Uh, yeah, not a lot of interest. Yeah, I think flight seven and flight three to start the first two Thanksgiving games are about right. There, um, there's no real sort of leans or edges I can see or, or get a feel for. Um, same with the totals as well. Forty is seems a bit low, but Dallas defense has been very very good uh, so far this season. Um, so yeah, I think that's about right. They are better at home, but yeah, I'm gonna. Just enjoy those first two games. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans, though. New Orleans, 13-point favorites. The total is 60. Um, I like Atlanta here. 13 points is just just too big a spread for me between these two teams. This is one of the best rivalries in the NFL, if not the best rivalry in the NFL. If you looked at the look-ahead spread at the start of the season, um, this fixture was New Orleans minus three. So the, you've got 10 points in just 11 weeks here. This is crazy. And they've played each other 13 times since 2012, and the average margin between the victories is 7.15 points. Um, and a win of 13 or more points has only happened twice, and both of them were by Atlanta. So I think the Falcons just know how to play New Orleans tough and at least hang into this game for a while. We know they can put up points. Um, and I know New Orleans, all the metrics point to New Orleans winning huge, but averaging 48 points over the last three weeks... I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, and Deion Jones is back for Atlanta. So I like Atlanta plus 13 here. Um, I'll probably hate myself for it when New Orleans just win like 48-7 to 7 again. But um, anytime I can get a division rival close to two touchdowns, um, especially two teams like this, I'll take Atlanta every day of the week. Um, so the model likes the Saints. Um, it, it takes a lot to make the model um, bet a 12 or 13-point favorite. We make this 36-22, to 22, yep. um, but yeah, not enough of an edge to make it a bet. So the model will eat its turkey and not bother betting. <laughs> so Thanksgiving, the model is just uh, eating stuffing and turkey and just uh, yep. you're refueling for the rest of the week. 
Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> there we go. To be fair, we don't like it a lot this week. <laughs> yeah, no, but there's weeks like that where there's nothing early in the week. So, but if you check back on Stats Insider on a Sunday night, there's a lot more movement, lines yeah. move, player updates, news injuries, and you get more. So that's why it's worth signing up and checking out Stats Insider. Um, I think it's great. It's NBA this week's been great. Um, uh, Cavs plus nine and a half today. The Knicks the other day as well. Um, it's been fantastic, uh, fantastic week for NBA. Um, all right, Woot's all out on uh, Thanksgiving as well. He just, uh, just a spectator um, for him and Thanksgiving. All right, uh, Jacksonville minus three at Buffalo. Buffalo fresh off their bye. Total is thirty-seven flat. That's a very low total uh, for an NFL game in twenty eighteen. But here we are. Um, still no update on who will start for Buffalo. Um, I don't think there's any difference at all between Josh Allen and Matt Barkley. Uh, Allen, you know, the coach, Sean McDermott, says that he wants Josh Allen to start, but obviously needs to pass a fitness test. Um, so I don't really think that uh, matters. I don't want to bar this game. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to take part in it. Um, there is one aspect I like, and I'll, I'll mention that in the DFS podcast. Please check that out. But apart from that, nothing from me and nothing from Wood either. Um, yeah, nothing from us. 22-18 Jacksonville. Um, yeah, as you say, DFS interest probably on the defenses, but nothing else. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. That's enough time to spend on these two teams. Uh, Oakland <laughs> at Baltimore. Baltimore minus 10.5, 11 at some places, total 43. Um, so I, I wrote in here that I'm waiting on the status of Joe Flacco. It sounds like Joe Flacco is out. It's trending very much towards Lamar Jackson starting his second game. So um, on the back of that, I, I like the Raiders plus 10.5 here. Um, I just think it's it's just too big of a too big of a, a line here again, similar to Atlanta. You got a forty three point total and an eleven point line, and you got Lamar Jackson playing sort of a wing T offense here, where he's just running the ball like twenty seven times and only throwing it, uh, you know, only attempting nineteen passes for just one hundred and fifty yards. So I just think with Lamar Jackson running that option offense, they're going to run the ball, they're going to have long drives, bleed the clock run the ball, and, you know, there's no quick scoring drives when you're running the ball unless you break one open. And Oakland, although they've been absolutely bad across the board on defense, they are slightly better against the run than they are against the pass. So I like Oakland plus 11 here. I think the Ravens win this game. I think they just want to come in here, win at home, and, and get back to Joe Flacco as they, as they you know, make a playoff run for that wild card spot. I don't think they care about racking up a huge, huge total here. And Lamar Jackson's still finding his feet as a passer. I don't mind the under for the for that reason as well. I don't know if Oakland are going to put up a lot of points, but I just don't think Oakland are going to uh, Baltimore are going to put up a lot of points to cover that spread as well. So I'm on Oakland plus ten and a half. Yeah, so the model lights uh, leans towards Oakland plus ten and a half. It's one of those that's right on the edge of it potentially being an orange play. If it ticked to eleven or eleven and a half, you might well see it come up. Um, so we make this uh, Baltimore by eight. Um, and 25-17, so pretty much on par with the total, but, yeah, potentially keep an eye on the Oakland one. Yeah, I think Baltimore by a touchdown, probably about right. Yeah, seven, eight, nine points there. I think it's just where it's going to be uh, double digits, a bit much. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Oakland there. Nothing from Josh on that play. Josh has come a lot later, I, I promise you. Um, he's got some here at the back end of the week. Um, so he's just enjoying the early slate so far. Um, all right, San Fran at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus three, total 54 and a half. I'm on the Bucks minus three at home here. Jameis Winston now back starting after being benched three weeks ago. I think he's been benched now twice this season. And Fitzpatrick has also been benched 
twice this season, but uh, I like the matchup here. This is probably the easiest matchup they've had in weeks um, after fang- playing some tough defenses. They've just they're still the number one offense in the in the NFL when it comes to yards per game. They're putting up massive yards. They just can't convert those into points. Um, I do think that uh, Winston will be way, way, way better than uh, Fitzpatrick in the red zone. Fitzpatrick had just been so bad in the red zone. Um, there was a tweet early in the week um, that the Bucks score uh, had more yards against the Redskins two weeks ago than the Rams did against the Chiefs. The Chiefs scored 50-54, and the Bucks scored three points. So, you know, they just can't be that bad um, in terms of putting up points again. And uh, the 49ers are 27th in the NFL in points allowed, um, and they're, they're not great on the road either going from the West Coast to East Coast here. So I think the Bucks, you know, they're 7-1 and straight up in their last eight games at home against teams with a losing record. I think they win here um, and cover that three-point spread. Um, so the model makes this 28-26 for Tampa Bay, leaning towards San Francisco if we have to bet anything, but um, we're passing at the current prices. There you go. Just two days ago, it was like a, a green play, and it's just completely gone. It's funny how... Yeah. It, it, it ebbs and flows very, very quickly. That's why you need to check out the site and not just listen to the podcast. You need to do both. Uh, New York Giants at Philly. Philly minus five and a half here. The total is 46 and a half. Yeah, I like Philly here. Five and a half. Um, I think you're, you're in agreements with me as well. Yeah, we make this 28-20 Philly. So Philly by over a touchdown. So five and a half is decent play. Um, orange potentially worth keeping an eye. It might go green later in the week. Yeah, I feel like this number would be over a touchdown if the if uh, the Giants, uh, you know, didn't have their wins in the last two weeks. But their wins haven't been that great. They've won by they won games by a combined seven points here against uh, the Forty ers and against the Bucks, like the two scrubs. Like they haven't beaten anyone good. The Eagles just got absolutely embarrassed at home, which is a real sort of reality check for them. Um, they, they've said that they're going to sort of dial it back to how they were last year, and I just really like the matchup of. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham on the right-hand side going up against Chad Wheeler and Jamon Brown. I think uh, they're going to get pressure on Eli, and you're getting under a touchdown here at home where the Eagles have been uh, a lot better than uh, than on the road, and the Giants, yeah, are just not buying into their last two wins. You know, they've been better, but Eli hasn't been pressured against sort of bad pass-rushing teams, and, and Philly can attack the, the pass rusher there, so um, or attack with the pass rushers there that they have, so I do like Philly... Um, getting uh, under a touchdown here. So um, we could potentially have a lock there. So we'll we'll double back later at the end of the week. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus three. Total is 47.5. This, this game is just, when I'm looking at our, our dock here, is, <laughs> is just mixed completely off the board. But I think you and I are in agreement. See, if this can go back out to 3.5, because it was 3.5 early in the week, um, I'd be all over Cleveland here. I'm um, getting you know the little bit of extra juice on on the on the field goal. Yeah, I don't know. I say all over, but yeah, certainly have an interest in Cleveland at plus three and a half. I think they kind of be on the fringe of an orange play there. Yep. Um, but yeah, don't like anything on the totals, and I couldn't be taking plus three for sure. Yeah, flat three. I don't want any interest in this game, but three and a half, I'll definitely take Cleveland, especially if AJ Green is out. But I I, I think if AJ Green is ruled out, it's not going to go um, to three and a half. So it's kind of a Missed window there. When I say we're all over the place, uh, Josh is on Cincinnati minus three here at home. Um, he said that they'll, they'll bounce back. They're still in the playoff race here at five and five. They're one of five AFC teams currently uh, ranked or tied for sixth um, in that wild card race. Um, 
when I mentioned all over the shop, I, I like AJ. If AJ Green is in, I'll take the over 47.5. Um, the Bengals are half a touchdown better um, offensively when AJ Green is on the field. Um, so I do think uh, you're getting a little bit of a good total there under 50. I think Cleveland will put up plenty of points against this really bad Cincinnati defense. So um, wait on the AJ Green news. And if so, then over will be the play. I think we've kind of missed the window there on the, the plus 3.5 Cleveland. But uh, you know, that happens. Uh, New uh, New England minus nine and a half off the bye and a loss the week before, um, playing on the road at the Jets. Total is forty six. The Jets also off a bye. Um, again, we've got no uh, idea who's starting at quarterback for the Jets at the moment. Whether it'll be Josh McCown or Sam Darnold, it's not going to make a difference to the line whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's it's a high total. Not it's it's a lot for a division game here, but um, I don't trust the Jets and I don't trust the Pats this year to cover that, so I'm, I'm, I'm completely out here. Yeah, we made this pretty much by 10, 27-17, um, so definitely passing on the spread either way. Um, the under, I think, could be interesting. I'd be looking for that maybe to get up to like a 47 to take a bit on the under. If it gets there, worth looking at, otherwise pass. Yep. Um, I think New England win that game, whether they cover or not. I think they're just here to get wins and get get a playoff spot and then uh, watch them unload um, in, in January. Uh, Seattle at Carolina. Um, the Panthers are three-point favorites. The total is 47.5. Um, this is similar to Cleveland. I really like Seattle when you got the plus 3.5. It is still out there at some places, um, but most places now it's a flat three. Um, so you're getting, you know, that extra half point on the field goal is always such a valuable asset and a key number there. And when it comes to NFL, when you when you've got a field goal or or a touchdown line, um, most people know that. But uh, yeah, I I think Seattle are a better team, um, but Carolina have been have been better at home. Uh, what's the model like? Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a bit of an interesting game from my perspective. So we have this at let me have a look twenty five twenty Panthers Seattle plus three and a half um, an orange play there, yeah. but it's not one I'm overly confident about. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird line. It's one I'll be looking at probably Sunday night. See what the model is saying at that point before I put any action on myself. Yeah, okay, definitely. Uh, Josh is on Carolina minus three here, so a little bit contrarian to us again. Um, with the Cincy Cleveland game again, now Carolina minus three. Um, yeah, again, he's just believing in them bouncing back after some uh, back-to-back losses for the Panthers. You know, they were kind of locked into that that number five wild card spot, but now they've opened the door uh, for the rest of the uh, NFC to catch up. So this is a pivotal game in the NFC uh, playoff race. So um, even if there is no action, I think it's one of the best games of the week and, and one to to watch with with interest on on looking at these two teams going forward. Uh, Miami at Indianapolis, Indy minus seven and a half. This opened flat 10, um, which is crazy. I love the Colts, but they should not be giving up 10 on anyone. And it quickly got gobbled up very, very quickly. Uh, the total is 51. Um, it's minus seven and a half now. Um, if it gets to flat seven, um, then when you're looking at something, uh, yeah, potentially, um, there, there's still some eights out there as well. Uh, Josh is on Miami plus eight. Uh, he thinks, uh, over a touchdown for this Colts team. They're a little bit overhyped given the, their run of, of late. They haven't really beaten any great teams. And, you know, you've got a 5-5 five and five team taking on a 5-5 five and five team and you've got over a, a, a touchdown in terms of spread. So he'll take Miami plus eight here. What have you got? Yeah, I mean, our number's not too far off that market opener. I mean, we make this Colts by 11, 31-20. Yeah. Um, so 
we're yeah, orange at minus seven and a half. We're green at seven, effectively. Yeah, look, I took uh, Miami plus 10 when it first opened. Um, as much as I love the Colts, I think that number's too high. If it does get to flat seven, I'll definitely be taking the other side here and just hoping for a middle. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I tend to probably lean towards you as much as um, I think if, you know, if anything's potentially going to happen, I do think the Colts at home with the with the roof closed could definitely run away with it. I like that the model loves the Colts. It's great to it's great to know. I feel comfortable, um, but yeah, this is you know the, my Colts DNA in me. I'm always prepared for a letdown spot, so um, I it was nowhere near touching that as an official play for the punt return. Um, all right, Arizona at the Chargers. The Chargers minus twelve and a half, forty four and a half. They just oh, they whittled away that win against Denver in the most agonizing fashion. You know the the Chargers of old. They they do this all the time. Most frustrating team to bet on. We knew it was going to happen. Thankfully, I don't think any of us had a play on the Chargers last week, so we avoided that letdown spot. Um, and Josh is willing to bank on it again. And Woot's taken Arizona plus 13 here. Um, so obviously he's, there's a 13 out there for him. Um, so he's taken Arizona plus 13 on the road against the Chargers. Um, Arizona after losing to Oakland. Um, it's a it's a Larry pick from, from Woot, but uh, he's... He's done this before, so I'm I'm out on this game. I, I think the number's probably just about right. Yeah, I think so. We have it. Um, charges by 13, 29, 16 pass. Yeah, that could uh, that could actually be the score. I think that, that <laughs> just just sounds like a chargery score, twenty nine to sixteen, just in control and kind of never look like losing. But the back door's always open against these charges, so that's. Uh, one thing to consider, and maybe that's what Woot is considering there. Um, all right, Pittsburgh minus three at Denver. Totals 46 and a half. I'm a clear avoid on this. Um, I think it's dead on. Uh, I think Denver are a little bit underrated, and Pittsburgh are a little bit overrated, and I think this number's spot on, so I can't really go anywhere with this. I'm keen to watch it. Denver are still an outside sort of playoff chance. Pittsburgh need to keep winning to sort of palm off the, the uh, Patriots who are closing in on their uh on their you know first round bye they would love a two seed or a one seed here the Steelers so it's a pivotal game I'm going to pass Josh is on Pittsburgh minus three he likes them on the road um at the field goal um you can get three and a half at some places but I think it is pretty much gone but yeah even at three and a half I've got no interest no pretty much is I thought you said we got this pretty much dead on the line and dead on the total so yeah pass yeah I think yeah totals I think yeah, spot on there. I, I it's hard. Last few weeks, I think Vegas has really stumped me a lot with these lines. I think early on in the season there was a lot of value, but it, it's all gone. Uh, in the recent weeks, it's tough slogging out there. Um, you know, yep. I think a lot of people who made money last week were loading up on teasers and uh, sort of taking sort of extra juice on on lines and 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 parlaying them. Um, I think was the, the word around town. Um, from Vegas, I think 44 out of 48. Like when you add six points to to your teams, it end up being the being the juice there for for a lot of people on the on the dogs. So um, that's you know I don't really like betting that way. So I, I prefer to just keep keep doing it this way, even though as frustrating as it, as it's been the last couple of weeks. I liked it. What was it? Probably six to eight years ago, when you could get much better prices on teasers than you can now. Oh yeah, you just lose so much value when you take the extra points. Like they just zap it away, um, you know, because they know that people aren't really working out the math too much. So you lose, you lose a lot of value and a lot of your a lot of your edge. You do these days, yeah. As I say, the um, was it Stanford Wong's book? I think um, a long time ago, kind of exposed the math on teasers and. A couple of years after that, everything that was good value pretty much dissipated. Um, 
there may still be a couple of spots that are worthwhile, but yeah, I stay away from them these days. Yep, definitely. Uh, all right, so now we're in prime time. Here we are, Sunday night football. Um, I think I mentioned Seattle, Carolina being one of the the games of the week, and then obviously Pittsburgh, Denver. I think this probably is the game of the week. Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota are three point favorites at home. Total is forty seven and a half. Uh, Woot wants nothing on it. Um, I'm only in if this gets to two and a half for Minnesota, and that's when I'll take them. If not, I'll um, I'll be passing on this altogether. I do think it will get to Minnesota. I feel like a lot of money will come for Green Bay over the weekend. Um, so I'll I'll wait uh, until that line dips down under a field goal and, and take Minnesota at home. I like the matchup um, with the wide receivers against these corners. I think that really stumped Kirk Cousins last week against the Bears. They just didn't match up well against uh, against them. I think they match up better here against the against the pack. But yeah, that's that's probably about it for me uh, in this game. Uh, yeah, we made this Minnesota by two, so yeah, no interest there. Model had most of its action in the middle. The start and the end, not so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a nice burger. You know, mm. the best dust in the middle. Uh, yeah. Tennessee at Houston. Um, we had a line finally go up in this one today. Houston minus six. Totals 41.5. Mariota is questionable uh, with an injury, so we may see Blaine Gabbert in this one. Of course, um, tennis Texans get some more luck, and they get to face Blaine Gabbert potentially twice. Um, in the one season, they faced Gabbert um, back when they had their first... Oh, no, they lost. They still lost to Blaine Gabbert. They should have <laughs> won. They 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 went 0-3 because I remember taking Houston um, in that game and being forever scorned by Bill O'Brien punting on the Tennessee 37-yard line and uh, just giving away that win. So they could easily be 8-2 and rather than 7-3, and and I still think they're the biggest myths in the NFL. I'm not touching this game. I could not care less about this game, although I am rooting for Tennessee to whip Houston so that the Colts can close the gap for the division. But, uh, yeah, I'm avoiding this one. Yeah, we have it 23-19 Houston. So, yeah, I mean, you'd be looking at, yeah, it's a pass. I mean, it's a clear pass at the moment. Um, Unless there's some drastic line movement, I can't see that changing. No, I mean, if if it is confirmed that Blaine Gabbard is starting, it could drift out to maybe a flat seven, but I wouldn't go much higher than that. Um, at all. Uh, Tennessee is just such a hard team to read um, in the NFL. You know, they come out and beat the Patriots by double digits and then lose to the Colts in double digits in back-to-back weeks. It's a very hard team to get a read on. So uh, there we go. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with our lock of the week. There are touchdowns and then there are... Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly. All right, lock of the week. I'm looking amongst the the Week 12 board, and the only thing I can see, and especially with Woot not here to to, uh, agree or disagree, so we can go (laughs) behind his back here, um, is Philadelphia, his beloved Eagles, and he'll probably hate us for doing this because it might put the mocker on them. Um, but um, Philly minus five and a half looks like it's going to be the play for us unless you have any other suggestions. No, I don't think so. I think that's probably the only thing that at least two of us are agreeing, yep. agreeing on. So, yep, I think it has to be that one. Yeah, I don't, you know, there's other places that we do agree on if it, if it does hit a certain mark, but this is the only one where the, you know, the, the model is lit up and the line's current and there's, um, it's looking like plenty of value there. So, um, you know, you're getting a home team, defending Super Bowl champions, often embarrassing loss. Uh, so, yeah, Philly minus five and a half is the, I think we took them 
when they played the Giants back in week six as our lock of the week, if I can remember. Um, and that ended up being a win. I need to double-check that, but uh, it might not be confirmed. I'm, I'll tweet it out if anyone's listening, but I, um, I definitely think that was at least under consideration back in week six there, and they won that game 34-13. to So that was on the road as well. So Philly minus 5.5 is a lock of the week, uh, and that wraps up our week 12 edition of the punt return. Can't believe we're nearly finished just a month of uh, five weeks left of regular season action to go. So uh, we're nearly at the, uh, at the uh, pinnacle of the season. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a very successful season, I guess, um, when you look at the results overall. But uh, still plenty of plenty of you know time left to, to build on it or, or, or lose it all. But uh, <laughs> let's think positive and trend positive. Um, and, uh, Daryl, any final thoughts on the week? Um, no, not on the week, really. I mean, the Christmas season's always an interesting one, betting-wise. Um, obviously, weird game times, but some good games. We get Saturday football back soon, college football bowl seasons, not far around the corner, I sort of add on ESPN for that today. So, yep. yeah, lots of football to look forward to over the next sort of six weeks or so. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a fun time of the year. Um, it's, you know, it's just so much on. I mean, Big Bash is starting as well very shortly, and yep. yeah, NBA really heating up and normally starts to heat up around Christmas time as well. Um, so it's a great time to, to be betting and, and check out Stats Insider. I do recommend, given you know, you know, the borderline lines this week, people check out Stats Insider over the weekend and, and sign up and, and play. And you can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL, and you can follow the show on Twitter as well, at Wooten Y. And uh, we'll be back next week.